My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. Hello everyone, welcome back to another mini-sode of Talkin' Tom, a Podhanks Tomcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Josie. We're back today talking Uncommon Type, Tom Hanks' book. Oh my god. And we're doing stories 11 and 12, which are, These Are the Meditations of My Heart, and Our Town Today with Hank Fassay, back from, back in time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> should we're... read these before I say them so I can say them right. <laughs> We're zooming right through this book, man. I feel like we're flying. Yeah, we because we got more mini-sode content to get to. Oh my god, we got mini-sodes to do. And I have to finish this book so I can mark it as finished on Goodreads. It's just sitting there. People are like, why is he taking months to read this it's like an animal? It's not that challenging. I know, but if I read it, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a cold ginger ale. <laughs> Can't say the brand because we're not sponsored. Nope, not yet. And I'm drinking a... Flavored water. Yeah. Uh, yep. <clears throat> Give us a minute to drink. One guess. The brand. <laughs> well, let's freaking dive right in. Let's freaking do it! Our first story is called These Are Meditations of My Heart and is the most overt typewriter story. <laughs> the entire story gauges around multiple typewriters and a man who loves typewriters and a woman who's coming to love them. Yeah. If there's one thing this one isn't, it's subtle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not subtle at all. But again, it, the weirdest thing about this one is it describes things so lovely that I was like, I kind of, I, I think I would use one. And then I'm like, no, I would be the guy that, that the shop owner describes. Totally. That lets it sit there. Do you want to set this one up? Sure. I don't remember her name. <laughs> but it's a, there's a young woman... She seems to have suddenly this, like, what, like, what's the opposite of a shortage? Like, a wealth of time on her hands. That was some Well, this sounds really, yeah. It sounds like your life Uh the last month. It does. There's some, there's some things that resonate with me. Interesting. I'll tell ya. She's got a lot of time on her hands. She's doing a lot of things for herself. So she goes to flea markets, garage sales. She kind of haggles with people, gets a deal. At one point, she buys a popsicle mold, and then she sees this old toy typewriter, and something stands out to her on the typewriter. It's a little piece of paper that says, it's been taped on, it says, these are the meditations of my heart. That really stands out to her, and she's like, yeah, I guess I could write a book on this typewriter. I could write grocery lists. She's, the possibilities are endless. So she, and it's five bucks. It's So it's $5. affordable. And she doesn't know it's a toy. No. She thinks it's the real deal. Little yeah. does she know what's coming. So she gets back to her cute little apartment. When I, in my head, I pictured your apartment. Ooh. I was like, yeah. She sits down at the table like we're sitting at right now. Realizes this thing's not quite up to par. Yeah. She will not be able to write any grocery lists or poems. Add letters to her ex-boyfriend. I think that was it. Part of it, she'd just been at recently yeah. single. Maybe that's what yeah, she said. Yeah, because she said people she couldn't couldn't be tracked over email. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. She's pretty clever. I like the way she thinks. Don't leave no trail. <laughs> Are you someone who 
Are you someone, do you, are you a, a flea market person? Do you like old stuff, repurposed stuff? Uh, in theory, yeah. Um, in practice, no. I would go to a flea market and I'm like, this is so dumb. There's some really, yeah, I, I, there's some stuff I really appreciate. Furniture, maybe. But there's stuff like typewriters, technology, electronics, machinery. I'm an obsessive researcher. Yeah. Like, I don't have the money to be thrown around hoping for the best. Mm-mm. So the idea of, like, running across a typewriter, like, I think I'll take that. And I'd be like, no, I'd go home. I'd look up the brand, the condition, what I need to know about what's going to cost me to keep up and maintain. Right. The most dad stuff. No, but that's responsible. Like, does Consumer Reports go over this because I would really like their advice type mm-hmm. of thing? I'm very rich, so I just buy things. <laughs> it's a lot of money. But you go to a library. I guess that's how you're rich. You don't spend the I money. save all the money. Check it out, yeah. Um, I do do very dumb things. Like, I would never be as calculated. Th- I would love to be like that. But normally I'll be like, hey, Daniel, what's a good set of headphones to buy? And you've already done all the work. <laughs> that's true. I'll start at Consumer Reports. Yeah, you should. I feel like I should have made a YouTube channel years ago for this crap. That I'm going to do anyway, but then I could just make it and it could have done something. people. Now there's people who are way better, and now I look to them and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Give me your content. Please. I'll soak it right up. So um, this typewriter. Yes. She gets it home. It's now up to par. She says she got to get this thing fixed. Where does one take a typewriter but to a typewriter repairman? A Detroit machinery repair. Yeah. Or something. And this begins a very sweet little segment where our protagonist has to kind of... She learns why typewriters are important, and I think she kind of accidentally falls in love with the tried and true reliability of typewriter. Yeah, well, and the, the gentleman who pitches it is clearly so in love with what the typewriter, beyond what it does, but what it represents and what he wants it to still represent. Mm-hmm. It's a very much like a, a Tom Hanks on a platform type of thing, mm-hmm. but the way it's spoken doesn't make you feel bad. Like, it is not a thing of, like, you should have this. It is a thing of, this is its purpose, and this is what you should use it for if this fits you versus, I can't believe you're not using this. Right. It's much more of a... Before you dive in, listen to what I think. Have you ever met anybody so enthusiastic about something? Yes. And it's not. And it rubs off on you? Sometimes the yes. Sometimes it makes me really excited. I'm afraid I'm that guy sometimes. But I'm also afraid I'm you the are. guy that I don't like sometimes, which is they are so enthusiastic and won't leave you alone about it um, that then it burns it for you. You are like that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Huh. You know, like if someone's you like, you have to watch this TV show, and they just oh. tell you and tell you and tell you, and then you're just no, like, no. I'm not going to watch this TV show out of some seated, just deep-seated spite, spite now. Yeah, and then you'll never know. I had a physics teacher in high school who um, loved physics so much that it was, like, contagious. Yeah. Like, he was, like, every day he was living his dream. And I wanted to be so... I wanted to be good at physics so bad because the thought of disappointing him, someone who, like, loved... I, like, wanted to be good for him. I'm not good at physics. <laughs> I'm not good at anything that's, like, math or, you know, where there's, like, one right answer. That's not my thing. <laughs> I need a lot of room to explore. Lots of gray area. But he... Uh, Here's one. That's what I kind of picture, you yeah. know, a very older, a much older that's the, version. That's the best, especially in school. Nothing is like a teacher, especially on a subject that's maybe not your focus. Yeah. It is the nicest. You just, you're like, yes, I, 
I don't know. It changes the game completely. There was like a brief moment my senior year of high school where I was like, maybe I want to study physics in college. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been horrible. You need him to, yeah, you need, because then you have to hope that everyone is like that. No, they aren't. That's sort of what this becomes. This this gentleman at the store, she brings a typewriter in, and the guy is just disgusted at this toy typewriter garbage peasant. I can't help you with this. Yeah. This is a toy. I fix machines. Yeah, that's my, my the most like passive aggressive. He's like, "What does the business card say?" And it's like Detroit Avenue business machine or machines. Yeah, he like. And he's makes like machines. This is a toy. <laughs> I was like, "Wow." Okay, dude, it's time to chill for a sec. And that was the part. Cause somehow that earns some respect because now she's maybe it's just an engagement of like no, you don't get to talk to me like that. Now I'm yeah. gonna figure out what your deal is. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of has that, she's very um, spunky, maybe. Is that the word? Yeah. Ultimately, they pick out the right typewriter for her. Yeah, they kind of go through, he makes, he wants to know what she sees herself using a typewriter for and like what her vision of the typewriter is from now into the future. Mm -hmm. Beyond just, you know, writing on it, but like, what are you going to be writing on it? What do you want this? And she's like, I gives this impassioned speech out. This is for, for now and for later, and my kids will use this. And mm-hmm. She says, I just want to set down what few truths I've come to know, which is very honorable. She just wants to speak her truth. She wants to speak the meditations of her heart. So after this conversation about why she wants a typewriter and why she wants this one specific one that's this kind of blue typewriter, he says, that's not the typewriter for you. You want this one. It's the Hermes 2000, the apex, the -the state-of-the-art manual typewriters, never to be bested. To call it the Mercedes-Benz of typewriters is to inflate the quality of Mercedes-Benz. Like, that is a bold... He is a salesperson through and through. Mm-hmm. So I think, because I thought we were going to move into a direction that was going to be like, oh, but it costs this amount of money. And she's going to be like, oh, it's an crazy investment. No. Yes, yes, but it's an investment in your future. But he, he's like a Santa Claus almost. <laughs> he's, he's so taken aback with her appreciation for it that he's like, 50 bucks. Right. With the, with the stipulation that she uses this thing regularly. She yes. doesn't let it sit on her table with the dust cover on. And eventually pack it away, never to be used again. He's yes. like, make this thing a part of your family. Make it a part of your life. And she does that very thing. She lives like what I pick... When I have time off, that's like what I picture my time off being. She's got fresh tray of pineapple ice pops in the freezer. She sits down. She writes out some grocery lists and to-do lists. Call mom tomorrow Buy some cucumbers, which she lovingly refers to as cukes, which was, like, the cutest thing ever to me. She seems cool as hell. Um, you know what? I have seen a lot of myself in this Yeah, game. This is a little... <laughs> Wait a second. Biographical, maybe. Um, and she... It ends... The, the chapter ends with her sitting at the typewriter one last time and just writing until the sun rises the next day like she stays up all night writing typing things and she's speaking the tr- her truth she's doing what she said she's always wanted to do and it's very liberating it seems it's sort of uh, based in like the nostalgia for like i think a simple she seems to be someone who's trying to simplify and minimize yes so she doesn't have a tv she's longing for these uh a homemade ice pop she had as a kid 
yeah. like trying to regain something I think she's sort of not feeling that she's had. Comfort. And finds sort of this new vice in this typewriter and what it represents and what it sounds like in this machinery and sort of this new purpose. Mm-hmm. Daniel, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you see something in my eye right now? Maybe a, a twinkle, perhaps? Oh, yes. I see it. <laughs> I have something to tell you. There was a very nice interview that Mr. Tom Hanks did, I think in the New York Times, maybe, about this chapter. And it turns out this is the story of how he got his first typewriter, just flipped to be about a woman. Whoa. Yeah. Is that twinkle, like, full <laughs> blast right now? <laughs> this makes sense, because this, this walks a line between being... Too, too preachy. Uh-huh. And like, I don't know, this, yeah, it seems like something lived. Yeah. Okay, that makes that's sense. that's just the cutest thing you've yeah. ever seen. Did it actually say a meditation from my heart on it? Yeah. The toy one? Yeah. And his disgrace at having a toy one? Yeah. So then does that confirm that the Hermes 2000 is what he still uses? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'll put it in the notes of this episode. I'm very curious. We still have to watch the the typewriter documentary that he's in. Yes. At some point. We do. Um, We also need to watch that new uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, which is unrelated, but kind of related. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to cry to that. (laughs) I watched the trailer for that this morning and was like, oh, boy. Cool. I guess I'm crying now at 10 (laughs) a.m. That's that. That's a pretty. That's like a simple story, kind of another feel good, but sort of in a way of like implied taking the power back with newfound purpose. Yeah, this is a woman who knows how to take care of herself, or if she doesn't, she's learning. Yeah, and she's found a new passion. Typewriter. I like the idea of those like specialty shops where like one guy knows one thing really well and he makes this like a cobbler. Yeah. Which it's like crazy to me. How does somebody stay in business doing that nowadays? Just that one niche, like fax machine repairs. Like how? Till you need it. Yeah. And then you're. Wire faxes are <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, real, real it in. Well, let's anything else. No. Then let's jump on to our favorite. Segment. Your favorite. Our town today with Hank Fassay. Oh, Hank. We have discussed in the past that we don't love these. No. But you mentioned before we sat down... This this one... Still, I mean, still not in the upper class of the book, but this one I was surprised by because it's less angry man... Yeah. Angry man story. Yeah. About, you know, something the kids are doing and more about this sort of like self-reflective part of Hank Fassay that we haven't seen before. That's why I kind of wonder if you put all these together and read all the Hank Fassays in a row, if they sort of build something deeper than in the individual segments. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, in, in the world of typewriter, again, a very overtly amount of typewriter. Mm-hmm. We're just getting, does the book progressively get less like sneak, sneak, sneak? Now it's just typewriter, typewriter. And the last chapter is just the word typewriter. <laughs> the final short story. Yeah. It's just a typewriter. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is actually what happens. So this story takes us back into the the newspaper of Hank Fassay and his writings and opinions. But this time it's sort of about him, again, in the realm of these last few stories we've read, to a flea market where he finds a typewriter. Cuts a deal with some teenager at the flea market for like 40 bucks for the typewriter. 
and uh, takes it home and starts typing, and he just talks about everything he's typing, but also the circumstances of what's happening around him as he types. Yeah, there's it. He says he he goes back in time, and it's almost like each moment, like each little ding of the typewriter, or cling of the bell, takes him to a new moment. The first report he wrote in high school on his typewriter or the first time his byline was published in the newspaper. And they're all typewriter related. They're all little moments that are probably, they could be worth their own big story. Yeah. But they're little tiny short paragraphs. Much like these stories from Hank Fosse. Uh-huh. There was a brief moment, and I don't know how I got there. I was listening to this this particular story on the audiobook, and I had a weird daydream moment where I imagined that this was a man at the end of his life watching his life fly by to the dings of the typewriter. It's yeah. a much darker story that I'm going to copyright for myself. Yeah, um, you heard it here first, guys. Yeah, don't steal it, please. But then it, then I was like, oh, that's, these are like individual moments he's writing, but I was like, what if he's just like reliving all these beautiful things in his life? Yeah. Luckily, not the case. Or maybe for you, luckily, well, unfortunately, not the case. I think you have a point. Um, this does humanize Hank Fisay a little more. We understand a little. We'll understand how he met his wife for the first time, and he, we just we learn more about him as a, a guy, not just like an angry dude who hates technology. So there was something good there, and the idea. This is like Tom Hanks' fantasy world of, he meets his wife because she walks by and she says, "You type fast." Yeah. And that's like the spark in their relationship. That doesn't still work, does it? You type fast. Like if you walked by a guy at a Starbucks and you're like, man, what's your, your WPM? WPM. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm rocking a solid 90. Yeah, like, check well, me should, out, baby. You should, yeah. Um, I have something to tell you. When, in high school, I got voted uh, biggest texter. <laughs> oh, I say fastest typer. <laughs> Essentially, like I could like, I could type like cray. How did your high school find out about that? You're not supposed to have... No, the phones in school. It wasn't that strict. I mean, phones were like a new thing. Yeah. Not like a new. I'm not like crazy old, but. <laughs> the idea, yeah, we were in the we were at like the our high school was like the beginning of the smartphone era, and where unlimited texting became like commonplace. Yeah, we definitely didn't have. Nobody really had like apps. Yeah. It was just like texting was like the thing, and oh, I yeah. had a long distance boyfriend, so I was, Always. you know, I was digging around on my phone all day. Other people got cool things like most likely to succeed and I got biggest fucking texter. (laughs) Was that, is that in the yearbook? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was more humiliating to me. I can't remember. I think I might have been in the running for uh, best hair. Hell yeah. What would you be voted now, do you think? Um, I don't know. Something to do with tech, I think. Tech boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tech boy. Tech boy or like guy who doesn't stop talking about like a movie you should watch and then wonders why you haven't watched it and he realizes that he's ruined the movie for you. Potentially. I feel like we need to unpack this a little more. Or movie guy. Movie the guy. Most ba- I'm trying to think of like the most basic way to break someone down. Yeah. Like that guy, he uh, has, watches, likes movies. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm yeah. like. Because if they can put texter on you. Ugh, God. I would be like, baking girl. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or, um... I really want to pin you down there. Tom Hanks, stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't joke about that. He probably does have stalkers. They're not me. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Tom Hanks super fan. That's what my Instagram bio says. Oh, really? Yeah, something about how I'm a TV producer by day and a Tom Hanks super fan by night. Yeah, that's, that could be misconstrued. misconstrued. Oh, should I Works. change it? No, it's good. Okay. It's good. <laughs> okay. Oh, clearly I'm out of stuff to talk about. No, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you, thank God you're not talking about movies again. Yep. We know how you have can ramble on. There's some good ones. <laughs> cool. Speaking of which, we're going we're gonna to watch one. Oh my god. Out, next week's podcast is about a movie. Oh my god. Cool. So I'm pretty excited. So tune in next week. Brr. Or feel free to dig around in our archives and listen to the other 11 episodes. Yeah. Next week should be big. If you're listening to this in chronological order, next week should be big. But we did big. Big was the first episode. Yeah, what's going to happen? We're going to go to the next movie. Well, with that, I don't know. I don't know anything else. All right, should we do our secret handshake? Yeah, secret handshake. Close out the episode. Wow, look at us go. Daniel, when did you add the backflip in? Once I could finally pull it off. All right. Well, if you're interested in continuing the conversation, or if you're reading Uncommon Type along with us, Please find us on our Facebook group. It's something about talking Tom. <laughs> yeah. Or um, all the links to everything important can be found on our website, www.talkin, that's talking without the G, tom.com. You also don't have to type www. Oh, you don't it's, need to do that? It's the future. What about the HTTP <laughs> slash? No, that part's important. You make sure you put that. Okay. Um... Damn, we're in the future already. And then we're also on every, literally every other social media, I think. Except that new one that just came out. Vero. Yeah, I don't know about that one yet. They steal your shit. Don't sign up for that. Oh, all right. Sorry, Vero. Hate to say it. Instagram. Twitter. uh, Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Pothanks Tomcast. Here we are. We're looking forward to connecting with you guys. Yes. All right. I'm Josie. I'm Daniel. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.